Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today at RG Podcast. This is Isaiah Diesel, joined with a very special guest, Mr. Bryce Cerrone. We're going to keep special. it neutral. We're going to call you Bryce Cerrone. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Glad Actually, I, I do have a quick question to ask you before we get into any of this, but um, how is your time uh, on The Simpsons? <laughs> um, well, it, it was perfect until they tried to make me an evil character. I, I resented the way that they started writing my character after that. But oh, okay, you know, so you got the reference. There we go. Look at that. Of course, I got the reference. But yeah. since you're since you got jokes, I'm just gonna put it out because <laughs> you, I'm now self conscious about my hair. So oh, no, 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 it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's absolutely yeah, beautiful. Too late, too late. I just wanted to say why why you haven't sent me any just one inch. I could take one inch, but uh, you know, before we start off, we always like to start with some kind of neutral thing. And you know, as you know, today is a very special day, uh, Mother's Day. And so, uh, did you have any plans today or? Do you have any special plans? No, I didn't have the funds to have special plans. I'm, and I'm home alone this weekend and geographically separated from all of my, everyone I know. So uh, where, where, where's your family? Um, I live on the opposite coast from my mother. Oh, okay. And my spouse is uh, in the middle of the country right now doing some military training. So um, so I'm here with the dog and the cat somewhere running around here. What branch is your spouse in? Air Force. Yes. He's in the Air Force. Wow. Just so, in the, okay. Do you guys meet in the Air Force, by the way? Just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. You did? Okay. Sure did. So uh, did you get to talk to your mom now? I did. We had a nice discussion. How about uh, you? I wish. I mean, my only conversations with my mom are in my head now because uh, she died on my birthday on April 13th. Oh, I'm so. sorry. I didn't know. Yeah, I had like a mental breakdown. I had to go to Thailand for a couple months and I, I did get her name tattooed on my back there, going down my spine. But any chance you've ever heard a song called In the Living Years by, um, it's called Mike and the Mechanics? Uh, a song now. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a very powerful song and we sing it to our parents as kids. Um, I had a really big family, like 20, 20, 20 something, 25 cousins. Uh, but we got together and we sang that song and the, the lyrics of that song are really powerful. And it talks about like all the things that you wish we could have said in the living years, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I did have the opportunity to reconnect with my father because we didn't speak for many years, big part due to the Christianity issue and stuff, you know, and me being an atheist. And, uh, but like the last being an atheist, you said? me being an atheist, but like the last six months of, uh, the last year of my mom's life, we didn't speak for about six months because she was so upset about my atheism. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get to tell her what I would have wanted to tell her while she was alive, so. Sorry, I have an impatient visitor. So I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't mean to start off on a, on a down. No, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> no I, I wanted to talk about that. Um, but can you tell me like what is one of your fondest memories with your mom? Um, probably not because I, I have a terrible memory, but the good side of that is almost every time I interact with her, I consider fond memories. Um, we rendezvous in Las Vegas for my birthday every year. So that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So they all like at this point, they all run together. 
Um, so it's like a good news, bad news. I can't think of a specific great memory because almost all of them are great whenever I like go back home or whenever we meet up for that trip. Are you okay? Yeah, I will share one thing before I get started. Um, let me get some water. Um, I have coffee here. Um, I, I wasn't even thinking about today, but it's Mother's Day and I rescheduled this. Um, it's not Mother's Day in South Korea. It's um, it's the next day. It's a, it's Monday. So, um, but I know it is back there in the states, and um, there's too many. Maybe I won't even be able to tell this. Maybe I'll have to calm down and try to tell it in a little bit. But well, maybe I will. Started and then you can well, hold on. I will. I will. I will. Um, like growing up, we didn't have like medical insurance. So whenever we would get sick, my mom would just uh, take care of us. And ironically, like being sick was uh, being sick was some of my best moments growing up because the love and the care that my mom gave me was like really, really powerful. And I'm not roboting right now. It's uh, just it's an emotional. Whew, okay. Um, that being said, um, I do, I'm wondering if you could tell me first and foremost, um, just real quick, how long have you had that cat for, by the way? Um, I've had Sammy for about maybe six months. Six months. Was it a stray or you adopted? She's a stray that I adopted. <laughs> so she was, uh, I found her and I found her outside of my uh, mom's backyard. Really? But All she right. had been previously owned because she was, she's, I know that she was previously owned by people. So she must have been either abandoned or something like that. So, so real quick, growing up, we didn't have insurance. So every time we got sick, my mom would make like this very special bed for us. She'd put like a bunch of blankets down and she would just like wait there with us. Mm -hmm. and, you know, make a soup and bring us juice. And it's a really good feeling, you know. Definitely miss my mom. Okay, got that out of the way. So first and foremost, I was wondering if you could just, if you can give me any, this is, this is gonna be our third and last talk on like uh, LGBT uh, rights, but if you could tell me um, what has been your impression about our other talks. <laughs> I told you in, in our conversation, I can't always gauge people's reactions because I'm sometimes a little bit too caught up, but I watched our last reaction several times and I could see like rolling your eyes getting pretty upset. So. Can you give me any any positive or negative feedback? Uh, I'd really appreciate it. So first of all, w whenever people like tell me that, I I don't <laughs> necessarily know what they're referring to, and I want them. I like I almost want to watch it back with you to see like which parts you think that I was rolling my eyes at because I I tend to I try to make it a point not to do that. Um, so if I ever like find myself doing that, I like I want to see like where I would have been rolling my eyes, but. There were certainly, I was able to watch part of it um, mm -hmm. earlier today. And um, there were certainly parts of the discussion, the last discussion that we uh -huh. had where, um, you know, you frustrate me occasionally with the way that you answer questions. And um, I, I don't know if you want me to. Yeah, please, 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 please. I, I would. If I didn't care about getting honest and sincere feedback, I wouldn't ask you the question. So I'd prefer you 
abusing me on Mother's Day. Just remember it is my Mother's Day, so you might make me break out and cry. Well, you, you just broke down and cried, so I can't abuse you because then I become the villain. <laughs> no, I would definitely prefer you to be honest. I, I, I prefer honesty, so go ahead. So um, I think the last discussion we had, we um, we were talking about you made a you were trying to like make an analogy between um, transgender people transitioning and other people transitioning into other things. Right. And I don't I don't know where I think where you were going with that was to explain to me how you felt about not recognizing that a a uh, trans woman has transitioned into a woman. I think that was the point of the analogy. Mm -hmm. Some of the things you were comparing it to were somebody turning into a table, you know, or you turning into a 17-year-old or or turning Korean or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so I, I asked you the question, um, the first question I asked you, and I think it was around the 36-minute mark because I, I, well, I wanted to timestamp it so that I would remember it. I asked you if you understood that there was a difference between um, sex and gender. Mm -hmm. And you said, I don't really see them as different. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, um, later, a, a few minutes later, I asked you, can you understand how a transgender person might feel offended by the comparisons you're making and why they mm -hmm. would consider that an inappropriate, uh, mm -hmm. analogy? Do you remember what your response was? I think that, that I think it's appropriate. Is, is that, yeah. what, that what? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's an appropriate analogy. And um, so, the point I'm making in bringing up these responses, you you go by empathy, respect, right? That's mm -hmm. your like your title. So, empathy. What is empathy? Empathy is about being able to understand and share another person's views and feelings and consider how they feel about things, right? And respect is about offering um i think i looked it up and it said something like uh due regard for the feelings and rights and wishes of other people mm -hmm. but your answer to both of those questions disregarded both of those things because you kind of made it about yourself right the point of the question was to see whether or not you could see how they felt about it could you put yourself in their shoes could you understand how they would be offended and your response was it's an appropriate analogy which tells well, me no. Like that's basically another way of saying no. I can't. I can't okay. see how. Okay. So, so I do want to say this. I will give you props. And whenever I took myself off screen and I allowed you to to speak your piece on what you wish people knew about the transgender community or the LGBT community, I thought a really good thing that you said was just try to imagine yourself, or I try to imagine myself as if someone were telling me that I wasn't a male. You know. Like if someone said, hey, Isaiah, you're not a male, you know? And so if you're, you, you're, you have society basically denying who you are and calling you a liar to, I know that I'm a male, you know? So if, if it's a trans male, uh, a woman, a biological woman, I gotta be careful. You, you can see many times in these talks, I like, I'm like, I try to catch myself. I'm like, I don't wanna use language that's biological like- Biological female who has transitioned into a man is the, the thing okay. you're talking about now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That is a bit confusing. I told you initially that I thought that um, if I if I were to hear the expression a trans woman, I would have think that that's a woman who transitioned to man. Just initially, you know, I've been disabused of a lot of the misconceptions that I had from a lot of these talks. But um, but that being said, you know, um, 
I, th I thought that was good. But l let me let me play the empathy card for you because I will say this: that as a as a Christian, as a believer, we are in in our own sense trans species. We are in a transitionary stage between here and heaven, and have a spiritual body trapped inside of a physical body, and that plays out some ways that's not totally comfortable for us because we're we're sinful beings and we do things i do things so frequently that i know are wrong and just totally violate my conscience i can't even believe it as a, as a father as a christian you know as a as a as a husband it's it's totally incongruent and so i do understand a feeling of i feel like i'm something that i'm not yet right now so in that sense i totally get it right i totally get it but this community see i might i might have more i might put some more weight behind what you just said right now if it wasn't for the fact that this community goes so far out of their way to disprove who we are as christians you know like if they no, did if they, hold on, hold on. let me finish let me finish let me finish god let me finish bryce this community uh, the atheists and the trans community they go so far out of their way to disprove and say that we're not who we are as far as christians um we're we, we either have delusions or we're lying or um we're just not smart because we we haven't studied the evidence or whatever so that gives me some pause to say why is it that you get a free pass you get to question everything about us you get to belittle us but if we voice our honest to God opinion that we don't believe that this is something that's happened, then all of a sudden we're hateful. But you're not hateful to point it out. But go ahead. Do two wrongs make a right? No. Then that's why. I two think. lefts do. So that's the that's the first part of my answer. Okay. The, the, uh -huh. the second part is, do you consider me a member of those communities? Yeah. I do absolutely. Okay. You're, I consider you a trans activist. Pardon? I, yeah, I consider you a trans activist. You, you may not consider yourself, but uh, I do. Okay, you consider me a trans act, a trans activist, and you consider me an atheist. Like you mm -hmm. agree that I'm an atheist. Okay, have I ever done that? Well, that you've told you? me, you've told me face to you know face to face that what computer to computer, screen to screen, that you didn't believe my story. So, I mean, that is a bit hurtful just to say, hey, I don't believe that you actually had this experience, you know, that you really had this experience, that this is all, this has to be, Bryce, the only logical conclusion is that I'm just delusional. You, you can try to wish-wash that, you could try to rebrand that, you could try to say whatever you want, but that is me, it's a dog whistle. Okay, it's a dog whistle, and you're saying that this, I'm delusional because I've had these experiences, and these experiences ex exist solely in my mind. So that's what you're saying by defect. So, so that's say whatever you want but just be honest about what you're doing what you're saying you know what i mean well but did i say you're saying i said that but i didn't actually say that that may be what you heard mm -hmm. but i didn't say that when i say i don't believe that the experiences happen to you mm -hmm. i don't i first of all i didn't even say that i didn't say i don't believe these experiences i'm sure that you had experiences the question is about the nature of the experiences, whether the experiences are indicative of reality. And that's mm -hmm. your perception, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between me acknowledging that someone had an experience and um, not believing that the experience is indicative of reality. It doesn't mean that I don't think you had an experience. 
I, I don't okay. think that you're making it up. Now, when you get to the delusional part of it, I never said that one because I don't know what your experience. It's implied, though. It's implied. I, well, you inferred it, but one, I don't think you. I don't. I'm not sure if you even know what a delusion is. I do because I study psychology, and I'm very careful to not accuse people of delusions because I know what delusional behavior actually is, or or what a delusion actually is, and I don't think most people who think they've had spiritual experiences are delusional. I was a spiritual person. I consider myself a spiritual person in the past. And I had experiences that I would have considered to be spiritual at that time. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't delusional. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. assume that about someone else who thinks that they've had spiritual experience. It depends on the nature of the experience and the details of the experience, which I don't have because we never had that discussion. So I'm not accusing you of being delusional. I'm not accusing you of being a liar. I don't agree with your conclusion and I don't, that's all I can say. I don't have enough information right. to, to speak to your mental state beyond that. But, but you don't, but you could, you could recognize that and say, you actually still like me as a human being, right? Like you think I'm a, maybe I, we never met, but you might, might, might like my cleverly uh, intellect, clever intellect and my charming good looks. Like you could, you could agree with that. Right. Um, this is you're, good you're going tongue in cheek here. So, um, but you could say that you like me, right? And and you you support my rights to do to practice what I believe well, is those real. Are two right? different things. Uh, supporting, I can support people's rights who I don't like too. So that's not related to to whether I like you. Um, right. I support your right to do whatever you want to do within you know <laughs> the bounds of the law. As far as whether I like you, there are things about you that I like. There are other things about you that I don't like. Okay. I don't know you enough to make a statement about the totality of your character, though, because we've only ever interacted several times. Five times. This is the fifth time. Okay, but digitally, like we've never actually met before. Sure, sure. What you're like as a, you know, to your family. I don't even know how you are with like other people. You know, I only <laughs> know how you are with me in these particular conversations. We haven't talked in depth about a lot of these issues we've only talked uh, you know with the uh surface level yeah at the surface level with the with the script that you're doing so there are some things that you say that i like there are other things that you say that i don't like um but you know i'm i'm open minded towards you being a good i think that you're a good person in most areas i think that there are some areas where you might be confused about that you think you're doing good but you might actually be doing harm. Yeah, I actually is, I agree with you. No different, which is no different than how I feel about a lot of other religious people, and actually, it's no different than how I feel about a lot of other non-religious people too. Well, I was going to say, do, do you feel have that same opinion about atheists that they do stuff that's not really good as well? Like, yeah, they do and you you aren't a part. You're not a part of this group, but I just made a list today of several atheists that I've since disassociated myself from because of, I think that they're shitty people. So sorry, I don't, I know you don't like uh, cussing. So, um, but, but the point it's, is, yeah, it hasn't. I called you Sideshow Bob. So, so you, you can cuss when you didn't cuss at that point. It's specific to a person's theological beliefs. It's what specific things that you believe in, See, you know, not every Christian is, uh, is, is, um, like transphobic or yeah. homophobic or anything like that, right? But but, but, but I, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Good. No, please, please finish. No, I, I mean, if, go ahead. No, please finish. I sometimes think you're done, but uh, please finish. 
Um, it's not it's not based on whether the person's a Christian, a Muslim, Jewish, atheist, theist, whatever. Like that doesn't determine whether I like them or not. It's how my yeah. interactions go with them and how I get a sense of what positions they stand for and why they hold the views that they do. You know. But okay, so so but Bryce, though, I do want just to throw something out there, like just because. I'm sorry. Throw it out. Yeah. So, so just because I was a Christian and let's say just because I thought like homosexuality was a sin, that doesn't mean necessarily that that's something that like, I'm, if I, if I had the right to make a sins and not sins, that might not be something I would want to make a sin in the first place. You know what I mean? Because it's, and I'm not saying that is or isn't the case, but you don't know because I'm a Christian, because I've had a religious experience, that means I'm bound to this book. Okay. But that doesn't mean that everything in that book makes sense to me or that I agree with everything that's in there. You know, people talk about the genocides and the uh, the flooding and all this X, Y, and Z. It's like, I certainly wouldn't have been okay with that. You know, that causes a great deal of cognitive dissidence on my part. So I feel like I have to compromise my mental intellect and intelligence and, and, uh, by being okay with 100% of this. And I'm not, that's just the reality of it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think I told you, I have like aunt and uncles and I mean, aunt and cousins, you know, who are gay and who are friends who are gay. Like there's not, there's nothing. I don't hate anybody from that community. And I, I will say this, like, do you, do you, do you think that I have hateful feelings like in me? I, I'll just ask you that. Flat no, out. but I do think you're in a state of cognitive dissonance. Sure, sure. You said something a few minutes ago that was, yeah. I, thought, I was on board with you with almost everything you said until the end. And then you said something to the effect of you would feel like you were sacrificing your mental, you know, your intelligence or whatever, mm -hmm. if you were um, okay with all of that. Mm -hmm. But I think that that is that's what puts you in the state of cognitive dissonance. The fact yeah. that you're not okay with all of that. No, but I'm, I'm open and honest about that fact though. I've never presented my faith as being flawless. I've never presented myself as being flawless. Uh, I still have tons of issues that are being worked out and I have tons of questions about the Bible and stuff. So it's not but as so though we, we like, yeah. like somebody like me would have questions for someone like you, because the first obvious question is why do you follow something that you don't, agree with or that you don't think is right why would you follow a moral idea that you yourself recognize as immoral that well, doesn't make any sense you know well okay so so you said recognize or as is as a moral i'm going to say this i'll give an analogy but let's just say you you, you ever seen those ants how they make their communities underground and they they have like these elaborate highways and stuff. And I've seen they how they make communities in my house, unfortunately. And I'm trying to find ways to overcome that. But yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. So they pump in concrete, and they can see all of these elaborate like cities that they built. But the thing is, if you were to go and talk to like an ant, and you show them like a skyscraper, and an ant could talk, they might say something like, "That's ridiculous. You should be building underground." because of the fact that predators can come knock over your, 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 your house. And also whenever you use steel, you can't really bite on the steel as much. Like you should be using dirt and twigs or whatever. They might think about something in a completely different way because our intelligence doesn't, wouldn't, wouldn't compute into their mind. You know, if you try to teach them trigonometry 
or something like that. It maybe just wouldn't compute. So the fact that not everything doesn't make sense about the Bible to me doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense. You know, like the Trinity, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it's illogical. But that doesn't mean that it's not true. You and I discussed this. So I don't really see a disconnect. Yes, it does. If it's a, if it's not logical, it's not true. Okay. So I don't want to go. I don't. You and I already had that discussion. Okay. Um, and I told you why I th I believe the Trinity is real. But no, no, you can. That's fine. That's fine. You can you can believe that it's real. But I'm I'm making the statement about logic. When you say that if, just because something's not logical doesn't mean it's not true. That's incorrect. Okay. So I don't I don't want to get I don't want to get caught up on that issue right now. We could have you want to have an epistemology a talk. We can have we can have that talk. All I'm trying to say is that there are some things that maybe don't make sense to me. That maybe just if I had more information would make total sense. Here's an example: If you saw me push a kid into traffic, you would assume that that's a bad uh, act. You know, I wouldn't assume. You would you would assume. But if you were to see the other side that like maybe like a semi was about to hit the kid or there was a sniper, someone who's trying to shoot him and I saved their life. <clears throat> when you have more information, that makes more sense. So I don't know. I will say this in my own personal in my own personal evaluation. It doesn't make sense why God really should care about that one way or the other. Like it seems like if like if you were just going by Isaiah's personal like knee jerk reaction, it would seem like love would be the most important thing, whether it's, uh, you know, with a guy or with a woman. And that's just my own personal evaluation. Now I may have, I may be wrong on that, but you know what I mean? Maybe I don't have information that would change my mind right now. I'll do say we that. Make, I, do we make moral decisions based on the information that we have or based on information that we don't have? Which one is more reasonable? The information we have. Correct. So why would you not base your morality on the information you have? Why would you appeal to information that you may not know that could be different than what you have right now? Because Price, when we start to have these discussions, and for me, I'm already assuming that God exists. So it doesn't matter what I personally think or find logical or irrational or the geometry, for example, of a 3D universe if you start going up to 10 different, uh, you know, dimensions, maybe the things I think about reality just totally wouldn't make any remote sense. Or if you took me down to the quantum level or something like that. But you, you assume more than that. It's not, you're not just assuming God exists. You're assuming that God exists. You're assuming that it's a specific God. You're assuming that it's wishes are accurately represented in the bible that you have an accurate yeah. interpretation of them yeah you're assuming a lot of things you're assuming like 10 different things to arrive I, at i do and i do yeah absolutely okay so it's like that's a lot of assumptions yes yes that's true i'm just trying to explain to you that it, it you you don't i don't have to have a hateful view of you or any any member of the community to you know say I disagree with one part of your life. There might be literally 50 other parts of your life that I love and like about you. It's like maybe your atheism, you know, maybe I might meet you. Maybe you might be like a straight, straight guy and you're, you're an atheist. Hey, maybe I might love 50 other things about you that maybe we'd get along in 50 other things. I understand the maybe being gay or bi is probably a really big part of your life or if you were trans. And so I can understand in principle if I were to say, hey, uh, I don't believe that you're X, Y, and Z, or you, um, 
you know, that this is, I don't agree with you being in a gay marriage, but I can understand why you would say, okay, well, I'm done with you at that point. Like, uh, if you're going to deny something very this fundamental about me, I'm done with you. But the reality is, is that you do the same thing for me. You deny a very fundamental part, the most important thing in my heart, which is Jesus Christ. And I'm okay with that because you have a freedom, you have freedom to do whatever you want. So it's, that's not I don't, equal. I, me oh, denying Jesus, me denying the existence of Jesus Christ is mm -hmm. not the same as you not liking an aspect of someone else. Like Top whether step, Jesus, please. whether Jesus Christ is real or not, doesn't change any. Doesn't have anything to do with how I feel about you. That's just how I feel about an idea. Yeah, exactly. Right, but when you say that you don't like specific aspects of a person, like their sexual orientation, that's completely different because that's about them. That's not about some abstract idea that may or may not be true. Well, I don't the, believe that there's a Jesus Christ to get saved, but if other people do, that's fine. I don't feel that they're immoral people for believing that. I don't feel that they're sinners. I don't. I wouldn't say that they're going to hell. That's not the same as you. Whereas if you feel that someone is a homosexual, you're calling them a sinner. That's about that person, right? Well, everyone's sinner. That's like saying you're you're a human. But every okay. every person is a human. Okay. Well, then what's the point of sinner. even bringing that up? Like, why even bring up that they're homosexual? If everyone is a sinner and everyone is equal, then who cares if someone is gay, straight? Like, why is this even an issue? trans it doesn't matter because everybody's a sinner so what difference does it make yeah absolutely and, and bryce i can tell you this i can tell you this with as clear as face as possibly i can i don't think isaiah perez is 0.01 percent better than bryce aroni not even 0. 0.0 i may be even worse off because i don't live even according to the things that i profess to believe in so maybe you might be live inside of the realm of your views more consistently but that's just the truth. And if I'm being honest, I'm a hypocrite. Um, I am dishonest and sometimes in representing my faith. And I'll be totally honest, there's elements of it that cause me cognitive dissidence. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I have a perfect faith, but it's an honest faith. You know what I mean? I'd rather be honest than to than sit here and to try to make things up. But you know what? Uh, that went a little bit longer than I thought. So why don't we go ahead and get into these questions? Do you, we do. Do you I did want to say one more thing. It's more, it's a suggestion. Yeah. I think that maybe in the future, we shouldn't talk about this in terms of hate because you use that word a lot mm -hmm. and you keep asking whether I think you're hateful or you keep making statements like I'm not hateful because of this. And mm -hmm. I haven't accused you of being hateful and I don't think that you are. And I think that that's kind of tangential from the issue. I don't think it's about whether you're hateful or not. People can be homophobic or transphobic without being hateful. Just because okay. you're homophobic or transphobic doesn't mean that you're necessarily hateful. You can be okay. both, but they're they're not. <laughs> okay, touche. So then I'll just ask you flat out, do you think that I'm homophobic? Yes, because you Thank just you. told me that you are. You you didn't use those words, but if you think if your position is that homosexuality is a sin and that homosexuals are sinners because they're homosexuals that is an aversion to homosexuality which is the definition of homophobia okay so, and so and so so by by your definition i'm also transphobic then if your position is the same if you think that they're sinners for being trans transgender i don't know where it says that in the bible but if that's yeah, what I, your I position, never said that okay i don't know so then i don't know but 
But my point is, if you have an aversion to transgender people or some resistance to the idea that they should be called whatever they want to be called or whatever the case may be, then I would say yes. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean you're hateful. That would depend on your reasons and, and to what extent so, you do it. But so, so I just want to gauge your level of your own cognitive dissonance or your own hypocrisy. But are you Christophobic or um, religiophobic, godophobic? I am an anti-theist, if that's what you're asking. Oh, well, yes. So, yes. I wouldn't call myself an anti-LGBTQ. No, 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 no. I'm not against Christians, but I'm against what the theology is. I'm, I'm anti-Christian uh, theology. So then you're anti. Okay, so so then you are Christophobic. Just uh, that's fine. If that if that's how you're defining okay. that. Okay, yeah. that's fine. All right. At least you're at least you're admitting it right now. Um, that's fine. That's that's okay. But anyway, the first question is: Do you think that tra attractions are changeable? Um. Yes and no. So it's a um. It it kind of depends on what you mean. I think that for some people, sexual orientation is fluid meaning that it can change naturally over time. Um, for example, mine changes all the time, right? I identify as bisexual, but sometimes I'm straight, sometimes I'm gay. So um, I'm not always the same from one moment to the next. So it's fluid that way. However, I don't think that that's true for everyone. And we know, I think the question you're asking, I don't know for sure, but I, if you're asking, can can we change someone else's sexuality the answer is no so i don't even think you can actively change your own sexuality yeah so 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 this is a problem that i have um speaking of like what causes me cognitive dissonance because a lot of the gay people who i've met they'll tell me that they were born gay and i you know i tend to believe them so okay. If someone is born now, like I, I'm bald, what if you told me uh, I hate bald people? You know what I mean? Or uh, I think bald, being bald is bad. It's like, well, what could I do to possibly change that? You know what I mean? Um, if you tell me, like, like I don't have a desire to have sex, like with, with with the male. You know that doesn't exist inside of me. But if you said, hey Isaiah, you need to be gay, or uh, you know, we're gonna torture you whatever, or, or we're going to torture you until you turn gay, like in 1984, if you were to try to do some kind of reprogramming of my mind, I, I don't think I would be able to do that. Now, I might be in a gay marriage, I might uh, have sex with a guy, but that's not going to change my actual attraction, which is to females. So if I evaluate that and I say, that doesn't really make sense to judge someone if they're born this way, you know what I mean? It just doesn't. I can't wrap my mind around that. So. Um, now that that may or may not be the case but if it is because i know different people wind up becoming gay later on like my aunt wind up becoming gay like uh like in her 30s but after she got after she got out of a marriage but so people can change for different reasons or maybe they suppress it or maybe they discover it you were telling me that you were discovered i have a good christian pastor friend who told me he discovered like in his thirties that he was actually bisexual. And he told me that I don't act on this. We have a wife and family and everything, but you know, um, so I can understand, you know what I mean? Like if I was being judged for being straight, I, I like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't really change that. You know, Does that make sense. I mean, I guess you, uh, you, 
we're conflating a couple of different ideas together because I wasn't really addressing the judgment part. I just the, the answer to your question, can people change their sexual orientation? I believe the answer is no. I do think sexual orientation can change for some people, but you can't change it. You can't mm -hmm. change yours. You can't change someone else's. It's a natural thing that um, and I also think it's a process of discovery. I think people are inclined to identify a certain way because they don't really have a, you know, experience or understanding to do otherwise. Um, as far as the idea of people being born gay, I don't agree with that. I don't think that people are born gay. I don't think that people are born straight either. I don't think that socialized. No, it's not. It's it's probably um, biologically influenced as well, as well as environmental. We don't know what the factors are that lead mm -hmm. to sexual orientation. But the thing is, it's a process of discovery. You know, when when you ever hear someone that, as an LGBT person, I've often been asked, when did you decide to become gay? Decide. Right? Now, that's a. I, I'm glad you recognize that that's a ridiculous question, but I always flip it back on them. When did you decide to become Be straight? straight. Hmm. You know what most of them tell me? Well, I've always been straight. Mm -hmm. Have you? Have you though? Were you straight when you were a five-year-old mm -hmm. on the playground? Mm -hmm. You know? No, because at that age you hate girls. That's ironic, right? Everyone they don't want to get yeah. cooties. Yeah. So you usually identify with your own gender at that time, and you discover mm -hmm. at some point, usually around puberty, that hmm, I think she's pretty, or. If you're, you know, hmm, I think he's cute or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But sexuality is a process of discovery. You weren't born anything. You figure that out. That may be influenced by biological factors and environmental mm -hmm. to some extent. But the point is, it, for me, none of this matters because it doesn't matter if it's biological. It doesn't matter if it's environmental. It doesn't matter if you were born that way. It doesn't matter if, even if you could decide to change. None of that matters with how people are to be treated or what rights that they're right. right. I agree there, like that, right? Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. So I almost like don't care. Like this is something I don't even really care about whether people are born gay or whether it can be changed. Because the point well, is, it doesn't matter. Sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, none of that matters to me. But okay, but Bryce, the reason why this is important, maybe it's not important to you, but I think it would be really important for your average, like evangelical, to try to understand from the perspective of a gay person or trans person, if they feel like they were born in the wrong body, or they genuinely feel like they do a scan or whatever of their their brain, and they're genuinely do look more like someone from the opposite sex. I, I, I you, you inverted that argument of like, well, what if you were like what if you were being told that you were a female like you know in the last conversation that would suck man that would suck if you're going to tell me i would have to go around walking around in a dress and high heels and wear makeup and stuff i so i totally get that i totally Are you evangelical that. by the way no i'm not okay uh, um no. so because you brought them up a, a couple of times and i'm just wondering like do you think that that's something an evangelicals interested in? Do, like, do you think they're interested in trying to understand the perspective of LGBT people? I don't think that they are. I don't think that well, fits in with evangelicalism. Well, the thing is, though, recently, you know, recently, because more people have came out of the closet, m most people know someone or are related to someone who's gay, you know? So that 
makes you confront it face to face because I mean, we, we're, we are going to talk here very shortly about like if your daughter or if my daughter was gay or trans, whatever, um, your advice to someone who is a parent of that community. And if that is the case, I know there's some people who would like just kick them out. Um, I have a hard time to understand that because my daughter could be taking my life. And uh, the last words I would tell her was that having her was the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I wouldn't regret a moment of it. Um, so I don't, I couldn't understand for the life of me, any parent who could do that to their kid, just it's, it's mind boggling. I mean, I would cut out all my, I'd sell all my limbs on the black market to protect my daughter, you know? Um, so what does an evangelical person have to do? What, what are their options at that point? It would either be change their religion mm -hmm. or carry on with their religion and abandon their kid. Um, no, I don't see it. I mean, if, well, you know what? Let, let's let's save the rest of that talk. Okay, that that one for that. we, that's what I that's what I meant earlier when I said change your religion. Okay. Well, let, let's go on to the next question. But yeah, yeah. Uh, this is I, I do want to ask you this question. I want to give a little bit of context, but are people looking for ways to get added into the LGBT Rainbow Plus community? And I do want to ask you something. Are you familiar with Matt Walsh? I don't know, but I'm terrible with names. So He's a Christian talk show guy. He has a beard and actually just wrote a book called like Johnny the Walrus or something like that. Okay. No, I'm just going to go with no. Okay. Familiar. So in this story, I guess it's like an anti- trans book for kids but uh it's called johnny the walrus or something like that about a kid who wants to become a walrus and but he does evaluate like other things like on TikTok with people who it seems like they're like literally and and i i'm just telling you what this appears like it seems like they're just creating like new sexual orientations like they go into really in-depth detail of being well, I'm this, I'm pan, but I'm not bi, but then I'm attracted to this and I'm only attracted to cis. I mean, it's just all kinds of different things. I mean, I miss the old days where it's just like, people understood it really easy. It's like you're gay, straight or bi, like that's really easy to understand. But then there's all kinds of other, um, you know, there's all kinds of other things that they just keep adding. Like one of them was like, Chris Kimono's um, daughter came out as like demisexual, which is, I guess, only being attracted to people emotionally so can i ask a question let me let me finish and then and i'll let you get in here but but <clears throat> then there's just there's like this i don't know i cannot remember the name it might be the i or an a but it might be like allosexual or something like that where you're attracted to people's uh, intellect and i will tell you this you're probably gonna get creeped out by this but uh i totally love judge judy and i've been attracted to her for like 20 years and it's not entirely a physical attraction, but it is more that I'm attracted to her, her mind because I think she's so brilliant. So I can understand how that could like, that could be in your mind and overweigh other parts of just a direct physical attraction to someone, you know? I'm not sure if I told you this, but the girl who I dated, uh, I, I didn't date her, but she, she went on the mission field and she got bit by a snake and she died. And she was the plainest, I mean, I hate to, Put on a scale but she'd probably be like a five on a scale but i was so attracted to like her inner person 
that she was like a, a 20 for me because uh, she was just such a kind and gentle person. And so I could understand how that it, it could be a little bit like there's a little bit. It's not just directly. Everything is just completely directly, you know, um, but it seems like people want to be involved in that. So they're kind of just making up new things. What are your thoughts on that? Are you asking me about people who are questioning their sexuality or are you talking about some organization with a nefarious agenda? No, I'm not talking about nefarious. There's no nefarious here. It's just. Are you talking about people or are you talking about yeah, a people. group or an organization? People, or just people. Individuals. If you're yeah. talking about individuals, then I wouldn't say that they're looking for ways to join the LGBTQ community. I think that if they are sexually queer or gender queer, then they're in the community already. Um, like I said, sexuality is a, uh, it's a process of discovery, right? Uh -huh. So um, as humans discover more about sexuality, we tend to create new labels to accurately describe people and their sexual or gender disposition. So you know, the LGBTQ rainbow is more about recognizing how people are and not so much about creating new categories of people. So I, I think maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. I think that people are recognizing certain things about themselves that are different from the expected norm. And now that if they feel liberated to say that, you know, they want to be recognized as that. I think that there are probably they probably already consider themselves queer in some way and maybe just don't know what their label is because it's a process of discovery. So, um, so, so maybe I didn't make that totally clear, but let's just say I am straight. And then I wanted to say that I was like demisexual. I might want to say, because I don't want to feel excluded from this LGBT plus community. I might want like a D added in there. Or, so the debate, or, or, like finish, or like the mental, I can understand because <clears throat> I have seen that on someone's an LGBT pluses person's profile, and I didn't even know what it was. I, I believe it's like actually I don't even know. It's it's whenever you're attracted to someone mentally, and um, but anyway, I could see that if they 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 want to be included into this, but they themselves are straight, but they're looking for some other kind of avenue or something. What are your thoughts? There is a debate about what ought to be included into the LGBTQ plus community and, you know, what labels and letters. And there are certain things in there that I disagree with, for example, like K for kinks, right? Um, that's something that I find questionable because almost everybody has kinks. You know, they're like so many different ones. So if we include that, we're basically including everybody. And that wouldn't be a problem in and of itself, but the, the purpose of LGBTQ uh, plus community and identification is to provide safe spaces for marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. And not everyone who has a label is marginalized, right? You're not necessarily a member of a marginalized community just because you have a foot fetish or you like BDSM or or you like to record videos or whatever, you know, that's something that people don't say you're, you are somebody who shouldn't have bathroom rights or you're someone who shouldn't be able to adopt children or get married, you know, no one's doing that. And so I think that the whole point of it gets lost if you start adding people in there who aren't really part of marginalized communities. 
But there are other people who are part of marginalized communities that may not be included. So I'm not against adding new labels like in for non-binary. There are people who don't identify as a particular gender but, and they are discriminated because of it. But, huh. Okay. okay. I was going to say, I guess that wouldn't necessarily have to do with sexuality, but I guess it has to do with sexuality because either way, you're well, going to be- it has to do with gender expression. Okay. Right? And we include transgender in LGBTQ, so- okay. Because they're part of a marginalized community, they may be the most marginalized community. Yeah, yeah, they really are. And and, and I do want to talk to you. We will talk about that because uh, I do believe that we need to be more sensitive while having these talks. And so I do want to ask you if there's a way I can be more sensitive about that. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, it's like these people's lives are in jeopardy and they're being abused and. Um, you know, I've told you I'm very against the abusive hate speech that goes out against them. But on the other hand, we just got to understand this is a, a talk that you and I can have over the internet. But at the end of the day, it's like people's lives are at stake and people's uh, self-esteem and self-worth are up, up for grabs, you know? And so regardless of where we can make philosophical arguments one way or the other, it's like actual lives are at stake. So. I do want to be a bit better of uh, having these conversations or maybe just not having them at all. I'll have to ask you if you think that I've done more damage or not. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that as we go, go along here. I do want to write that down because we can discuss that one. But what advice do you have for a parent of a gay or trans person? So, so recognize that no, um, none of my parental advice comes from a place of experience because mm -hmm. I don't have kids. You have a cat. Right? So um, I, I have a cat and a dog, so I don't have kids, like I said, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so take any you know, and all parental advice coming from me with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. um, so, but my advice um, would be general advice and not really specific to parents of gay or trans kids that wouldn't mm -hmm. apply to straight kids. So maybe you should ask me maybe a more specific question that relates to trans identity or gay identity. Like, I'm not really sure what, um, you know, what type of, of advice a parent would need just because they happen to have a kid who is trans or gay. Well, I just will say this. I mean, you... like if they ask me, hey, I, my kid, I think he's gay. Um, what should I do? I'm going to be like, Love him. Know, does, he, does he have enough food? And, you know, is he, uh, does he have, you know, clothes to go to school? Are you making sure his homework's okay? You know, is, does he have friends? Like basic so stuff that doesn't really apply to someone, you know, that doesn't really speak to their sexual orientation. I would need maybe like a more specific uh, thing that you're asking me. Like, I don't know. No, that's, that's enough. That's all you got to say right there is just to. I mean, uh, this is this brings a lot of pain to discuss this because you talk about cognitive dissonance, and I know I could read the Bible and say there is nothing in there that could make me feel one percent less about my daughter. You know, um, I I, w I really wish. Hopefully, someday you're able to have that experience, Bryce, because there's just nothing like it in, in the universe. But uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I, if people are reading the book that I believe in and the 
the religion that I believe in and see it as a as a, a license to abuse their own kids. I, I just, yeah, it's, I really don't want anything to do with that personally. Um, I can tell you from my own personal experience, my daughter could be the worst serial killer that's ever existed. And, and it, it couldn't, it couldn't make me love her one ounce less, you know, if um, my daughter would have died tomorrow. Mother's Day, the love that I have for her would continue till the day I died. I still love my mom, you know. I still, I still think about my mom, and uh, I loved my mom more than I loved anyone else on the planet. And all the love I had for my mom would fill in like the pinky tip of my daughter. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, good. And I don't want you to answer it. I just want you to to listen to the question okay. and consider it, and you can answer it in a, at a future time. But the question is this, and it's and it's meant to get you to try to think of things from an evangelical's perspective. The people you say that, you know, have done harm in the name of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Who is more important to you? What which is more important to you? Your love for your daughter or your love for Jesus Christ? That's the first part of the question. And then the second part of the question is, which one do you think is consistent with what Scripture actually teaches? Now, don't answer that. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you what the answer would be for an evangelical because I've asked many evangelicals and the scriptural answer is Jesus Christ. So this explains how they can feel totally comfortable. And I'm not saying that every evangelical would abandon their gay kid or trans kid or whatever. That's certainly that's a gross generalization. But for the ones who do, that's how they rationalize it, because to them, yeah. that's perfectly consistent with what scripture says they ought to be doing. Jesus literally but- said do not think that I've come to bring peace. I came to bring the sword. Your enemies will be in your own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You know, so that's their interpretation from what's written in the book. So I don't want you to answer, but just consider that when you talk about like, like when I say that people, if you, if you want to claim that, you know, if you want to get people to not abandon their kids because they're gay and all that, and also be evangelical, they may not be able to do both of those things at the same time. They have to abandon one or the other. So I recently saw like a really interesting um, like bio on someone who was like trans in the uh, the army. I think they're in the army. It's some military branch. And they, I'm not going to call this, ironic but they were there they were actually married to so it was a trans man and he was married to a trans woman senior airman so, in ireland united what force what was that senior airman logan ireland of the united states air force well, I, I i don't know which one it is That's who it was i can tell well, you I, I know, I know there might story. be but there might be multiple stories or whatever but that's anyway, the one that's that's the one that's publicized. So I, I, I nine times out of ten, I bet you a million dollars that that's the one that you're talking about. But go okay. on. Okay. Um, anyway, whoever the person is, whoever that person might be, they they interviewed their parents, and the parents said, um, "God, I didn't realize it's going to get so emotional because now I'm going to talk about something with my daughter, but." Well, do you want to go ahead and finish out the questions and come back? Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Because the person said that um, 
they like I thought that I was gonna have like a like a straight son. And he says like instead I turned out to have like a, a, a gay daughter, something something along those lines. And I will say this, like when my daughter was um when, my, when we went, when we went when we went to find out the gender of my daughter or the sex, I don't know, whatever you want to say. Maybe, maybe you'd call it just the sex. But we went to find out the sex uh, of my daughter. I had known in my spirit that I was going to have like a, I just felt it like in the inside of my guts that I was going to have a male. And as a Mexican, like male, it's a really big thing to have like a, like a male. It's not even nearly as much as it is in South Korea. I mean, it, 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 it's worse. The, the misogyny is much worse in South Korea, but when the doctor told me that I was going to have a, like a, a girl, my I just felt like my soul just dropped down. I mean, I was so disappointed, and I said I sat there, and I had to put on this really big fake smile for my wife because I had to pretend that I like I was happy about that, you know. Isaiah, have you ever told this story before? Yeah, I have. I have. And um, okay. no, I, I'm not, this this story is not going the direction that you think it is. Um, it's going to the story of me overcoming my prejudices because having a daughter now has been the most wonderful and amazing um, experience of my life. I think I could probably have another 10 daughters uh, before I'd want to have one son, you know. But if she were to become trans or discover she was trans, whatever you want to say, I can't imagine that would make me love her even 0.0% more or less, you know? Like, I don't think I could love my daughter anymore. So so you're a changed but, man. Uh, I'm working. I'm a, I'm a work in progress, you know? Like, what really so kills me about... in some aspects for the better. Yeah, for sure. What really kills me about members of your community is that they don't understand that, like, we're making... I'm making sincere, honest efforts to try to understand people and to try to maybe change the way I, I mean, I've changed my way. I've thought on so many different issues considering on the LGBT plus uh, issues by having extended, extended, extended talks with people. So I do want to, like you said something that just stuck a knife right into my soul. I mean, you injured, you injured something, hold on, you injured something inside of me, like hardcore, because when I came on the Bryce is Wrong show on, um, Sorry, I'm, I'm not going to let you live that down. But I, I just called it Bryce Cerrone, so I didn't have to call it right or wrong. But whenever I came on um, your show, I was talking to you about my interest of trying to, wanting to protect my daughter, you know, wanting to provide avenues where everyone's taken care of. But I expressed an interest for my daughter. And you said, in the future, You should think about how people feel genuinely the parents who feel like they're looking out for their daughters as well. You know, a daughter of a trans person, a parent of a, tra of a trans person. So you like slap my face like that hurt, dude. That really hurt. So Sorry. Good advice or, or bad advice? <sighs> Bryce, get in here because I'm, uh, I'm hurting it. Good. Well, I'm, I was asking, was it was it a good was it a good thing that I said, or was it a bad thing? Right, just just talk away, man. Uh, in fact, I, I'm I'm I I need to get some water right now, so 
if you can expand on that, I'm going to take myself off the screen because I'm like a, who I'm having a bit of a nervous flash here. Uh, All right. Well, I, I will. I will uh, and it's your fault you. because you're the one that hit me with that question, man. That's it's all this. I'm blaming Bryce. The Bryce is definitely wrong right now. So I got to get some water. I got to get some water and I'll be right back in two seconds. So please, um, if you want to expand on that or expand on the actual question, please. Which which question am I expanding on? Oh, now you're bringing me back. Yeah. Uh, well, just anything I was saying or what uh, might be, you know, advice for a gay or transparent. Sure. So, <clears throat> like I said, I it's difficult for me to answer this kind of a question without more of a specific example because I think uh, I don't think there's any special advice that uh gay that 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 um children who are gay or trans need until it starts becoming an issue with other people um if, if it's this issue with like bullying or you know homophobia or whatever um the first thing that i would say is if you are a conservative parent who may be coming from a religious perspective and you discover your kid is any LGBT, something other than straight, then don't try to change them into being straight because it's not going to work. Um, it's going to fail and you're just going to create a lot of uh, pain, heartache and suffering. You're going to damage your relationship with that person. You're going to create a lot of trauma in that child. And um, you know what? If, if, Jesus is more important to you than your child, then you're a shitty parent. And sorry for saying that again, but I, he, Isaiah is not here. So I, oh, I am. I just caught you. Well, well, it's too late. <laughs> but um, yeah, just like let your kids be whoever they are going to be. If, if they're not hurting other people and they're not hurting mm -hmm. themselves, then, you know, stop trying to change them into your model of the perfect kid that you want them they are a person they're going to be their own person and if they happen to be gay straight bisexual transgender whatever that's who they are it's it's not your responsibility to force them to being something that they're not your job as a parent is to make them law-abiding upstanding citizens so that they can be effective members of their community and that's it give them the tools the training give them a house over their head, you know, shoes, clothes, love, and that's it. Yeah, okay, so getting into the next question, of, do you consider misgendering hate speech or do you consider that like to be a passive aggressive, um, passive aggressive hate speech, hate, hate, hate speech? Um. <clears throat> If generally speaking, if it's intentional, yes. Um, if it's unintentional, no. So I looked up the definition of hate speech in anticipation of this question. And uh, hate speech is any form of expression through which speakers intend to vilify, humiliate, or incite hatred against a group or a class of people based on race, religion, sexual orientation, et cetera. So if your intention is to do that, then yes, by definition, it would be hate speech. If you're doing it accidentally, then I would say no. Yeah, well, that happens. 
So I, I do want to jump on, on this real quick, though. I will ask you this. Do you believe that people in your community, the LGBT, I mean, the atheist community, do you believe that they, by that definition, then that they commit hate speech against uh, people of faith? Um, some of them can. Okay, that's fair enough. I don't think that all of them do that, but I think that some of them do. That's fair. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Not particularly, but okay. I mean, not, I, I don't plan on calling people out, you know, directly, but it's the same, you know, any anyone of any demographic can initiate hate speech against someone of a different demographic. Mm -hmm. Right. That happens on it happens with atheists. It happens with theists. It happens with Christians. It happens with Muslims. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we need to go into like calling specific people out or anything. That's fine. I, 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 I just I do think I do think it's a bit weird. We mentioned the dead naming and it seems like people in your community would be perfectly OK to dead name a, um, a Muslim and um who's changed their name and they don't see any kind of expression uh, they don't see any kind of connection between dead naming a, a muslim or a trans uh, person you know and so like let's just be across the board straight with everyone um if you consider that to be hate speech then let's just apply it equally you know do you agree with that i mean i kind of already answered that in the last question but, but, but do you agree that it's hate? Do you agree that it's hate speech, though? I I think I just answered that. <laughs> I said that I defined what hate speech was, and I said there are people from all different graphics who can have, who can use hateful speech towards anyone else. So that includes atheists, Muslims, Jews, Christians, but, everyone. You so, would yes. you, you would consider dead naming a hate speech, though, if it's intentional. Yeah, I mean, if if it's intentional. And the person's name is a part of their religious identity, and the and the person doing it is knows that. Then yes, yeah. So okay. So what that, I don't agree with is your categorization. What, what I think what you're trying to do is categorize atheists as being likely to do that because you keep make giving this specific charge to that community. I can't answer for the community. I'm an atheist, and I don't do that. Right. So I can't. No. I can't speak yeah, for yeah. anybody else. Well, okay, so I know you're not, you know, you're, you're, I don't want to make like a, a category error, hasty generalization, but it seems like everything that atheists like get upset about religious folks, like they do the same exact thing, but in with different. But do terms. I? Do I? Do I do the same things that I get upset about other people? I mean, but you know, I, I, I find you no, know, but I mean, I find you to be a big uh, exception. Um, you know, but, to, but the thing is, I can only answer for me. I can't answer for other right. people in the atheist community. I can't mm -hmm. answer for other people in the LGBT community. You're asking me these questions about these people in the community who do that, but that has nothing to do with me, right? Mm -hmm. Clearly, not all of us do that if I don't do that. So maybe stop generalizing us as being hypocrites. Okay, maybe so some of us aren't. So I'll make a more general statement. The the same kind of okay so here's a way i can phrase this the same kind of thing that upsets atheists about believers there's people in the community 
who will do the same exact kind of thing, but it will be justified because they're a member of that community. You can call that being tribalistic because I think everyone's going to be guilty of that, you know. But for me, it's like it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, if you're committing hate speech, if you're, you know, if you're trying to be abusive to that community, like I'm going to stand up and say this is not right. So I have done that. I'm on the record for doing that. And I just would like to see more people in that community uh, actually calling it out because I think that's pro part of the problem is that whenever you, you might personally think that it's wrong, but if you don't, and I'm not talking about you, I'm just saying in general, if you don't call it out, it's like tacit approval, you know? So. There you go. Maybe, maybe one of them who are watching will, will consider your advice. I, so, I don't know how that applies to me though. Yeah. Well, so, so going on to the next question, I got to say this, that probably from the age of 16, I went through some really, really, really bad, dark depression that was absolutely horrific, um, Bryce. I can tell you this, that I used to tape out my windows with black, like, uh, like, like to, to where literally no light could come into my room. Like you literally couldn't see the hand, my hand in front of my face. And kind of something I never forgave my parents about was just like not really picking up on this depression that I was going through because I would spend hours and hours in my room just crying, like on a weekly basis. Then I would have to go to church. I'd have to go into the bathroom wash my face off with cold water and then go to church and present myself as being the minister's son, you know, this picture perfect person. And that caused a lot of like identity issues in my life. You know, the point being is that um, I suffered from some really bad depression and suicidal thoughts. Like suicide was the only way I ever saw my life as ending. You know, I didn't see any other scenario in which I could live a normal life and um, have like a wife and family and stuff like that, or have a normal life. And actually those, those feelings still plague me a lot of times, like feelings of inadequacy and, and such. But um, so I really relate a lot to people who feel uh, suicidal or depressed. It triggers a lot of empathy in my life, you know? And so, one of the reasons why I we do support the anti-bullying for the LGBT plus community is because a lot of these people, maybe from the abuse they get from their parents or family, like commit suicide, you know? <sighs> Sorry. So I, I do want to ask you is why does transitioning or why doesn't help? Why doesn't transitioning help suicide rates? Um, or why in general do you think that trans people uh or maybe even lgbt people uh are suicidal why do i think that they're suicidal yeah so i don't know the stats i haven't looked into any specific studies other than the general i am aware that people who come from an lgbtq background are um have higher rates of um suicidal ideation than those that don't but um, I, 
I think the question you asked was why doesn't transitioning help? Yeah, that. And then also, if you could just touch on why you think there is just a high rate in general. Well, there could be for trans. Are we talking about for transgender people or for other LGBT people? Because my both, both. might be different. I'm sorry. I'm. I know you don't like conflating things. Um, I probably do too much conflation for you. The the, but, the uh, question you gave me that I thought that you initially gave me was why doesn't transitioning help suicide rates? So I interpreted that as being talking about transgender people. So I'm, I can talk about that, and then I can yeah. Then, okay, another Let's talk about that one first. So right off the cuff, I would I would assume without looking anything up and just going off of like that statistic, which you just gave me, I don't, I'm taking it at face value. I would assume that people who are transgender are just as likely to face discrimination, marginalization, abuse and trauma, whether they've transitioned or not. In fact, they probably experience a more. greater level. I would I would totally think more. Just for the record, you would think what? I would totally think they would experience it more. Okay, I, totally I, I tend to agree. I, I would. I was about to say they probably experience it. Because then you're out in the open, people people have the opportunity to go after you. Whereas in before, you're just internalizing it. Um, it's out in the open, so I could. So I'm. I'm sorry. I will let you get back here, but because I would think, and I don't know, this is just a hypothetical situation that. If it was less stigmatized, you know, that you could transition or it's possible to transition, like that would help the person who's maybe thinking about killing themselves. Like, okay, I could come out and I could do this. And actually, I do want to, I do want to, and I want, but I want to put this down. I, I do want to let you get back to that. But uh, I am going to ask you afterwards about Biden. And his appointment, because he 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 did appoint the first like lesbian and um, trans person, and so I do want to speak on whether or not that's good for the people in the community to see people like in lead leadership and whatnot. But please please continue with that, and we'll get back to that one. So, um, your question about suicide, mm -hmm. the most important rule in inferential statistics is that correlation does not imply causation, right? So we don't know why suicide rates are higher among transgender people, but it can be reasonably inferred that it might be based on a number of different factors, including but not limited to gender dysphoria, uh, body dysmorphic disorder, external pressures to conform, inability to transition, difficulty with the transitioning process, emotional, physical, sexual abuse that they're more likely to face, rejection by family, discrimination, all of these things. There's a lot of different factors there that could potentially lead someone to anxiety, depression, possibly leading to alcoholism or drug abuse as a coping mechanism and leading to suicidal ideation. We don't know. So, you know, everyone leads a different life and everyone has different life circumstances. So, you know, we, we we don't know which one or which several of these things caused any specific person to commit suicide. So we can't assume that because they transition, they're either more likely or less likely to die by suicide when we don't know all the factors. So I, that's I think we should just be careful about making those kind of assumptions, because your question kind of assumes that, oh, well, well, 
it's because they are subjected to more discrimination. It could be that, or it could be something else, or it could be a combination of things. We don't have enough information. So um, I would say that there are enough things there to, to justify, you know, the results that we see that suicidal ideation is higher because there's so many more things that could compel someone to be led into anxiety and depression, but we don't know which, if any. But you, you would definitely, would you definitely think that the reaction of like society in general contributes to that though? Like, would that be a correlation you think would be logical? Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the factors I mentioned, you know, I mentioned external pressure to conform and that external pressure comes from society. It could come from family, you know, uh, rejection by society mm -hmm. and family is, is one of the things that can have an effect on someone's mental health and their mental outlook. Transgender people and gay people get rejected by family. Sometimes they get rejected by society. So, but not all of them do, you know? Right. Right. That and would the be ones that don't might still commit suicide for other reasons, you know? Right. Right. They could just go through some financial crisis, yeah. whatever. Um, but that would be interesting. Uh, I would definitely like those kind of like so sociologists to com compile those kind of statistics because people genuinely need to see the, the end game of how they're behaving. You know, they need to see it firsthand that, Hey, this has real world consequences. These people are, these people need our love and, and help, you know, um, I, for whatever you might think about me, I would never, you know, not help a trans or gay or bi or whatever person. Uh, if they needed my help beyond any doubt, I would be there to help them out, you know? So, um, but anyway, I, I just think that maybe because I've gone through that, I've gone through the body dysmorphia and BID. And so if you've gone through that, you totally understand what people's behavior an attitude towards you makes you feel like, you know, because like whenever I was in high school, I went to a Christian high school and I was what you'd call like metrosexual. There it wasn't really a word for that, but like even to this day, you know, I like to take care of my nails and, you know, my skin and whatnot, my feet. And, you know, I do, I'll, I'll do this seven step like um, thing on my nails and stuff, you know, but I like pink, you know, but, but 20, 30 years ago, like that wasn't, um, that wasn't accept socially acceptable. So if you were to, if you, if I was expressing myself the way like that, my mom just took it as me being gay, you know, everyone just thought I was gay. Um, and so whenever I was at this high school, people like these girls thought it was so funny to like run away from me, like, and you call me a freak. And that like hurt, oh my God, that hurt beyond any words that I could explain, you know? Uh, so I just know the actual consequences of that. So it makes me want to be more sensitive and to try to mitigate the damage that I've done. And maybe just to try to just say, I should just not engage in these talks at all because I thought, I'll just give you my own personal opinion. I thought that I was doing, I thought that I was doing a good job to try to say, hey, we can sit down and discuss something and have an honest to God disagreement on things and still say that, hey, 
I might disagree with one thing about you, Bryce, but I still love you. I still care about you. But if I answer some questions honestly, I, I think I have the potential to like really hurt some people and and really get them angry at me. So I didn't set out like I didn't start this podcast like, hey, let's piss off a bunch of people. You know, let's get a bunch of people angry at me. Let's get a bunch of people trolling me. Like I was just trolled this last week uh, by a bunch of atheists. But you know, you know what I'm saying. So it's like I just think maybe to mitigate damage, maybe I should just take myself out of the conversation because I thought as a moderate person, I could help people in both sides. You know, um, evangelicals who are really anti this issue. I thought I could help them to try to have a more moderate position. You know, but um, I don't. I pissed them off. I pissed the moderates off. I mean, I pissed off the evangelicals. And I've pissed the atheists off to a much higher degree. So we so, talked about this a little bit yeah, before the show. I, I don't know if, how much you want me to expand on that, but I told please, you my please. position on please, moderates, please. right? I used to consider myself a moderate, a political moderate back when I was a atheist. Um, but now I don't. I consider myself a progressive. And I know what being progressive means on most issues. And I know what being conservative means on most issues. I don't know what anybody stands for when they tell me that they are a moderate without having like some sort of, you know, deep conversation because moderate, they could be progressive on some issues and conservative on others. It would depend on what issues they are conservative about that would determine how I interact with them and whether I think that they are, you know, can be reached. So when you say as a conservative, you say that you identify as a moderate and you think that, you know, you want evangelicals to come to a moderate position, but there are no, I'm not aware of what a moderate position would be. Uh, to me, a moderate is somebody who's conservative on some things and liberal on others. So yeah, well, there's that. I mean, there's that. It's just, it comes down to this, Bryce, like, I don't know what you guys want out of me. It's like, I, I don't said, want hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. not you, but just the, the community. I've said I'm for these like rights. I've said I'm against hate speech. I've put my money where my taters are, as far as that goes, literally, literally speaking, because supporting this, we've put about $200 into that um, anti-LGBT thing. But it's like, you want me to be able to change my mind on a topic. I'm not speaking about you, but I'm just saying in general, that like I can't physically change. If you're going to say that a gay person can't change whether or not they're gay or not, these things, it's like, it's not that I hate the people. It's just I have a conviction that I can't just like, okay, I'm just going to say that I, I, I accept this. I mean, I can say that, but that would seem really, really disingenuous on my part if I'm going to say, okay, I'll just, I'll just say I agree with this. I'll just say I think this is okay, but it's just done to appease you. I, I don't know what we're talking about. I, I don't know what specific, like you're talking in generalities, but I don't know what specific issue you're, you're talking about. Because Bryce, you got upset. You got upset that I told you that I wouldn't, I wouldn't attend your gay wedding and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do your gay wedding and I wouldn't attend it. Okay. And it's like, that would be the equivalent of me telling you, Hey Bryce, I want you to come to my Jewish kids, um, uh circumcision or something like that and you're like well this is something i'm personally against you know what i mean yeah well, if, you, if you rejected coming to my child's circumcision um you can just at least understand in principle why i wouldn't want to go to your 
gay wedding. It doesn't no, mean that I no, 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 no. it doesn't mean that I hate you. It doesn't mean that I think that people should be abusing you. And it doesn't mean that I want to stop you from doing that. But you're wanting me, you're wanting me to accept your accept everything about you. Like you don't give two goddamns what I think one way or the other. It's like you accept my way of thinking or else, or I'm gonna make your and I'm not saying you in general, but or I'm gonna make your life a living hell. I'm gonna troll you and doctor Oz just docks me, uh, by the way, release my actual real name. So the, so the difference between those two examples is that I have specific reasons for why I wouldn't support the Jewish circumcision mm -hmm. because it has to do with the harm, right? I consider mm -hmm. that to be something that's harmful and I, it's not something that I would celebrate. The mm -hmm. reasons why you wouldn't attend a gay wedding have to do with your religious beliefs that gay people are sinners and you know evil and or whatever the case may be. Uh, no, I never. I've never. Don't do not do not say that. I never said that, Brian. I've never said that. You don't think gay people are sinners? I think everybody. First of all, I think everybody's a sinner. I'm a sinner. Sin, evil. I, I, sin evil? and evil is the is the same thing, right? No, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I mean, it, it's it, it. First of all, I would depend on the sin one. But second of all, Does it? Uh, no, no. So you're, you're, I, I've never said that. I never said that. I never uh, will. No, I'm, I'm asking you now for clarity. Are sin and evil two different things to you? Are they two different things? Yeah. You don't think that what's uh, sinful is evil? If you don't, that's fine. I don't want to straw man you. I'm just trying to get clear. Because to me, as a Christian, that's, those are synonymous. Sin is like following the devil, which is evil. That's what I thought. Now, I don't know if you think that or not. But the point is, it, the point I'm trying to make is if you think that, you don't have to answer right now because it looks like you don't want to. But if you think that, that's not equivalent to me, you know, to my position on someone doing a circumcision. Because I think that that is actually harmful, which is what I'm against. And we can prove that. Like, that's an objective. Thing. You think that's actually evil? Yes. Okay. I don't That's, think that they that they may not realize that they're doing something harmful, you know. And if that's the case, we have to uh, we have to consider intent and knowledge and all of that. Yeah. But the point is, it's not something I'm going to support because the action is harmful. That's the thing that's important to me. But that, but that's what I believe. That's what I believe, and we can agree to disagree on that point. But it's not, not equal, though. Okay, in your mind, it's not. In your mind, it's not. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and from my perspective, it is. You don't like the fact that I have a difference of opinion on this issue. You know, you don't like that. I mean, and I don't know what else I can tell you, Bryce. I no, no, it's not a thing you have to do it, but I don't support. I I don't have a difference of. They, I don't. I'm not against you because you have a difference of opinion. We're talking about if you invited me to have a Jewish to go to your. Uh, Jewish kids circumcision. I wouldn't do that. That's not a difference of opinion. That's watching you do something that I think is morally wrong. Evil. Morally wrong. I'll just say morally wrong, right? Because evil is a loaded term and it's a religious yeah, term that I don't really... It is because I think there has to be some really malicious intent behind evil. So I would never call you evil. I, I would never use... Excuse me. I would never use that word. Like I think Putin is evil. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, we agree on that. Kim Jong Un is uh, is evil. I would definitely say that, but definitely not, definitely not Bryce Aroni. Uh, here we go. Oh, that, okay. All right. Monkey for banana. I love you. I'm always gonna love you. 
you are a treasure in my heart, man. I, I've I've cried many times to that person. They they made me cry quite a bit. So let's let's try to stream to these last two because it's at an hour and thirty. But what do you wish that evangelicals knew about plus members? Um, science, <laughs> I guess, is the short answer. I think <laughs> that maybe uh, it would be helpful if they took a human sexuality and gender course or maybe critical theory you know um try to try to get a critical assessment of society and the power structures and you know the things that cause people to we talked about suicidal ideation and all that and look at the harms that maybe their religious ideas cause that would be helpful the the problem is the th these suggestions that I'm giving, when you when you say, "What do I wish evangelicals would know?" They all mm -hmm. come from liberal studies, which is something that evangelicals, who are typically very conservative, do not want to learn. So mm -hmm. they tend to fear any kind of knowledge or information that doesn't come out of the Bible, right? So as soon as you start teaching them something that's contradictory to the Bible, they don't want to hear it because if they learn the stuff, it would be worldview shattering, and you know, I don't think you can be a fundamentalist evangelical and also be accepting of the LGBTQ community because they're diametrically opposed. Anyone who says otherwise, I think, is being intellectually dishonest. It, mm -hmm. That's what the doctrine is. Mm -hmm. um, so you would literally have to they would literally have to change fundamental aspects of their religious beliefs. And people just aren't willing to do that because that's more important to them than conforming to society or worldly things, as scripture says. So they don't want to learn, but that's what I, I wish they would learn. Cause I think if you did learn, it would change your perspective, but I don't think that they want to learn that. So, okay. That's, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't, I said, I, I don't consider myself an evangelical. So no, but you were more conservative before on this issue than you are now. You've said that you've changed your position based on conversations you've had with me, conversations you've had with other people, you've you know you've said that after you had a daughter you, your position changed you used to want a son then you had a daughter and now you can't imagine you know so you are capable of changing at least in some areas sure um, maybe you haven't you haven't changed in all of the areas but um but people are resistant to change and it takes life experiences sometimes to change them you know Someone who actively goes out there and learns these things because they're curious, they want to know what is true. They they are genuinely curious about what other someone else's position is, and you know because they are empathetic about their positions, will learn them. But if they're not, they won't. So, I, yeah, I I agree with that, and I think one of the things that is very hurtful is because. Okay, and I, I will give an I will give an, an analogy from this to be inside of my own Christian uh, brothers, but feeling that I'm not progressing at the rate in which you would want me to, because whenever I first became a Christian, I was hanging around some people who were like like more spiritual than me, and they was kind of like, oh, you're just this, you're just that, and you're you're not trying like hard, you're not trying to be led by the Spirit, and it was. It was devastating, man. And I finally told the person, I said, you know what? Um, he was like my overseer pastor. And I said, you know what? 
because I just just to give you some context, I went into like a men's rehabilitation center for guys who have drug and alcoholic issues, just so I could like focus on God for like 24 seven, you know, I didn't have a drug addiction. But anyway, and I said, you know what, I feel like I'm trying, I'm at the urinal, I'm trying to take a pee. And you're standing behind me and like, hey, you need to pee, you need to pee, hurry up and pee right now. And because of the fact that you're like behind me, you're giving me like performance anxiety. And if you leave the bathroom, I'd probably be able to pee just fine. But the fact that you're standing behind me and looking at me, I, I can't pee. And I know that's a bad, that's a bad analogy. But no, I get it. I think it's an analogy that works. I think the, the, it works for the, the Christian person. You were saying it was more spiritual. Yeah. But I, I don't want, I didn't want you to make the association that I'm saying that between bathroom rights. You know what I mean? Like I, I did, I don't want to. I don't want to go down that route. But the point is, is that I feel like I feel like Oz is like, oh, I say you need to pee. You need to pee right now. And you need to understand everything right here. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to understand. I've engaged in this is now my fifth talk with you offline. I've engaged with 20, you know, 20 hours of talks with LGBT community. I've really learned a lot. And I've the things, as I said, you've you stuck a dagger right into my soul in that last conversation. Not, the Bryce is right conversation we had. I mean, that was like, you might as well just reach through the screen and just slapped me across my face because that totally caught me off guard. You and didn't tell me if that was good or not or not. No, good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's what I was, that was the part that was missing from the well, story. Okay. So, so my daughter is half Korean, right? She's half Korean. And I cannot imagine my, it is one of the things I think about so frequently because it's very obvious the fact that she's half Korean, you know. In fact, she just she's like a little clone of me. I'm not sure if you ever saw her, but she goes to school and she can be discriminated for being um like a lot of kids, a lot of biracial kids can't attend public schools because they get bullied so much for not being like pure blooded Korean, you know. A lot of biracial <laughs> kids get bullied in the United States too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. If you went to school in rural Georgia, when they had segregated proms, the so, point being is that I would be, I would feel devastated beyond any words to know that my daughter was being discriminated against. So if that's the position that you feel like a trans parent is in, there is no way I could not sympathize and empathize with that. You know, that hurts me to know that people. That that's what they feel like from their perspective that they're being discriminated against for who they are like that's not do you think that they are transgender people do you think that transgender people are being discriminated against worldwide but in the united states in particular you know obviously we had had this talk on on discord i was telling you I don't really know everything that's going on in America. And it's like, I know it's kind of an ignorance card I can play, but I really don't know everything. Like, um, no, but you follow, you follow laws and legislation I, and stuff like I that. I do, but you got to understand this is like, think of this as a gradient. In South Korea, it's a hundred times worse for that community than it is in America. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, whoa, these, you have all of these, these, these rides and you have these parades and you have advocacy groups. South Korea is like 20 years in the past, like in, in a lot of like culturally, I remember about whenever I was about around 10 years old, they outlawed smoking in, in California, like in uh, like 
restaurants. You, you'd always go in like Denny's and like, you want smoking or non-smoking as if somehow the smoke was going to stay in your section. Like it wasn't going to float over to the, to the non-smoking section. You know, that's, that's it. They would always ask you that. Do you want a smoking or non-smoking? And so maybe around 10 years ago, South Korea finally uh, made that illegal, you know? And so we're like behind the culture and um, fashion and stuff like, like here it's catching up. So when, like, for example, like trans people can't serve in the military here, you know? They and couldn't so, serve in the military here last year either. But say that again, that last line. They couldn't serve in the military in the United States two years ago. I know, I know. And I'm, I'm totally, totally, totally against that. I mean, but that, but I was done like by like an executive like thing by, by Trump. So I, I was totally against that. But it the doesn't point matter how it's done though, right? It's, it's, they're either discriminated against or they're not like whether it's done by executive order or law. Okay. Or so they, okay. Yes. I will say they are discriminated against, but for me, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to parse that because I live in a place where they have like, like no rights whatsoever. So it's like, to me, I looked to America and I'm like, this seems like a trans and I don't know, maybe, maybe my perception is totally wrong. Well, what because is your, I guess um, that's what I'm asking. Like, what is your perception, not about South Korea, but about America? It's either you think they're being discriminated against, you don't think they're being discriminated against, or you don't know. The behavior of Christians towards this community is horrific, dude. I will say that it is absolutely, unequivocally, horribly horrific. I will say that, okay? But that's not I my concern. I know. So, but they vote. So they vote and yeah, they pass laws. And I mean, I've tried to present to you what are ways we could both, um, you know, ways that we could both compromise on this. But if I make those kind of statements once, I mean, I just get it from both. So I guess Jesus said it's better to be hot or cold. And so I have I'm trying to help you, Isaiah. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. The reason I asked you the question mm -hmm. was, and you just said Christians vote and they pass laws, which to me suggests, yes, you do think that there is some discrimination towards transgender people in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. My next question was going to be, do you think you are, are you supportive of those discriminatory laws or not? Am I personally? Yeah. <sighs> well, I've, I've already said the the military one, I would, that they definitely deserve the right Okay. To serve anyone who's willing to take up arms for the military. I have my, my, my mom was a Vietnam veteran. My sister served here in South Korea. So that's not the one I'm talking about though. Hold on. Hold on. Give me, okay. give me a minute, Bryce. Like, you can't expect me to answer everything. So that I've, I've advocated. I've said, I think maybe it should be a process in which they're allowed to compete like doing so everything immediately, I think would uproot women's sports. So it has to be something that like, let's say women know right now, hey, in 10 years, you're going to have to- about the bathroom, Bill. Let me, let me finish. Let's say, let's say you told them in 10 years, you're going to be competing with transgender people. So you really need to start stepping up your game. Um, I think given that kind of time, they can get into the mindset of maybe competing with people who have a, a you know a physical advantage. That might be a good thing for them, honestly. I mean, I interviewed an LGBT, a, 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 a gay boxer on the channel, and she was telling me, hey, that's probably 
would help out the women because now you have they have to raise up their competition level so i mean that made a lot of sense to me you know that made a lot of sense to say that as far as the the bathroom i mean you're probably not going to like it but i just think that there should be neutral spots for them to use um it doesn't matter if i like it or not well, I, that's what i've said the, the question i'm trying to get to is if you support the discriminatory bills then that's the reason why people in the community might be against you it's not because you're you know you don't donate to lgbtq charity you like you can do all of that other stuff but mm -hmm. the thing that they're against is discrimination if you can acknowledge that you're part of the discrimination mm -hmm. that's why people would be against you it's all, all that right. other stuff doesn't matter you're entitled to believe whatever mm -hmm. you what your religion all of that stuff but it's mm -hmm. the things that people do if you That's, support discrimination and these people are being discriminated against, they don't like you. It's very, it's actually very simple, right? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Pretty that black and white. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So I, if you don't want to, if you want to change the perception, you can have conversations with them all day long and you can have many discussions, but if at the end of the day, you've still settled on, I still don't think you should have the same rights that, you know, you're not making headway in getting them to, like, I know you want them to like you, but are they going to like you if you're for laws that discriminate against them? Probably like me or whatever the case, want, you know, whatever you, you I want to be perceived as trans. You don't want to be perceived as hateful or transphobic or any of these things. But I'm just telling you, that's the reason they would no. perceive you that way. Not all okay. this other stuff that, you know, is important, too. But that's that's what they're looking at. Well, I get exactly what you're saying, and I'm not trying to rebut you, but I mean, I think what you said makes sense. Um, I do think it is very hypocritical that, like, if you are, uh, you know, an advocate, you are, uh, I would call you like an, an activist myself, a trans activist, but if you want to have a, um, you know, you want to stand up for the rights for people that you don't know, say like a transgender person who a transgender female who wants to, who who wants to go to like a a female jail a prison if you want to stand up for that random person that you don't know and i want to tell you that hey i think you owe me like the respect to at least be willing to have these conversations if you're asking me for my daughter to be put in situations that's going to make her uncomfortable okay so if my daughter comes to me and says i'm uncomfortable by the situation you have to be able to hear me out and try to work out something if you feel that way if you feel that you don't owe me any kind of um conversation or any kind of respecting of my opinions kind of like i'm just like well whatever if you guys if that's what you guys feel you guys have that kind of level of fascist thinking then kind of like go to hell at that point because so you, you talked about, remember you talked about gaslighting at the beginning yeah the, so you've used the word fascism a couple of yeah times. well that is fascist thinking that's fascist thinking well actually it's, it's not it is it absolutely but it's, but more right. to the point it, it's definitely isn't that the type of gaslighting you said you didn't want like you wanted well it is to, but i'm gonna stand i'm gonna stand my point of this ground if you're telling me you don't care what i think or my daughter thinks and you don't want to hear anything and you don't know anybody, any kind of explanation, then I really don't give a shit what you have to say at that point, Bryce. Do you think that That's I'm one of those people? No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying Bryce. This is okay. not Bryce Aroni. I'm just saying 
when I say you, it's like saying they, you know what I mean? Have like, you encountered they, anyone who doesn't care what your daughter thinks? Well, you told me I shouldn't, you told me that I shouldn't mention my daughter in these conversations. And I, I really, that Christian and me want to tell you to go fornicate yourself. And I'm trying not to. Um, you, can, you can mention your daughter. I don't mm -hmm. care whether you mention your daughter or not. If, if you're bringing your daughter up as a subject of conversation, that's fine. But don't get offended when the other person uses responds about that subject, right? You, like it goes both ways. You, it's not that you can't bring up your daughter and then say, but I'm not allowed to talk about your daughter because you brought her up. You made her a part of the discussion, you know? So once you make her a part of the discussion, then that's fair. That would be fair. Yeah. Game. No, no, no. That's not my issue. That's not my issue yeah. at all. Right. My so issue that's what I'm asking. Like, has anyone actually said, I don't care about the opinion of your daughter? In those words? No, but I, I mean, they whenever you... It? Absolutely. It's absolutely implied if I can't even express concerns or ask questions. And I, no, I don't no, know... Not you, your daughter. Well, my daughter's only four years old. She doesn't understand any of this. You know what I mean? Correct. I'm just so she hasn't that. offered an opinion on this. But there's other people. With, okay. Take Isaiah out of the equation. There are other evangelicals who have daughters who are going to go and compete in swimming and transgender female are going to be addressing in front of them. And that might make them uncomfortable. It might. So, and I would be totally open to listening to the opinion of those daughters. What okay. I don't care about are the opinions of the people speaking on behalf of their daughters who I haven't heard the voices of the daughters because they're projecting their own issues onto like that could just be their personal bias. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know that because someone is that a woman is competing in the sport that she would be uncomfortable until she tells me. So I want to hear what she has to say, you know, and if she tells me that she's uncomfortable, then I would want to have a conversation with her. But okay. when someone says, I don't want my daughter being in this situation because I'm uncomfortable or because she's uncomfortable. I don't know that that's true. You know, whether okay. they, whether the adult is uncomfortable, I don't care. I care about what the daughter is uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. That's so I, that. So that's why I said that's probably I don't remember saying don't use your daughter in these discussions. But what I was probably trying to say is I'm more interested in the opinion of the people who are actually affected. And that's you brought up jail. You know, you said um, if you're okay with transgender women going to the women's prison and then you transition straight into your daughter talking about she might be uncomfortable. Is your daughter going to jail? Like, like, what are you trying to say here? Like, is your if your daughter's in jail and she's a criminal, I might not care what she thinks at that point. Right. But I do think that everyone should have the same. Right. So if, she, if your daughter's not in jail and she's not going to be in jail or you don't plan on that. And she hasn't expressed an opinion about her cellmates, then like why make that connection? You know what I mean? That's that's the only thing I'm I'm trying to say with that. No, that's fine. That's fair. I mean, you're okay. you you're it's reasonable to have this conversation with you, but I do want to oh you just one more question, I think. Yeah, but real quick, I didn't really get to ask you. Um, but do you think that the Biden appointments to the to the gay was she is she the press secretary? And then um, the, I think the secretary of health, she's a transgender woman. So do you think that helps people who are in the community to see like successful functional people, um, like in government or out in the open or whatever? 
I mean, I, I don't without speaking to the individuals because I don't know them. Generally speaking, when you have diversity and representation, it's a good thing for people who can see others like themselves. That's not how I judge politicians. That mm -hmm. you know, do I do I think it was a good appointment? I think as you're asking, I, I can't answer that because I don't know anything about no. No, I'm actually not asking. I'm just saying. I think it's good that he's a that he's going for diversity and that he's appointing people who look different and he's appointing women and he's appointing people of different, you know, gender identities uh -huh. and sexual that in principle is good. Whether or not his specific appointments are good is completely separate from what? that. And right. if he's only doing it for that reason, I'm against that too. Yeah, it, it just I'm not I'm not saying one way or the other what I think about their qualifications, but it just would make sense that that being a deliberate thing to try to to one to normalize it and then two like to try to show that hey you can't to the people who are in that community right now that hey you can still be uh you know a functional member of society and a good person you don't have to be like the the only two other times i think i saw a transgender person in movies was ace ventura and then silence of the lambs so whenever you see that's your only depiction of yourself on TV, that could be really devastating psychologically for the person, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's transgender people all over the media now, and there's shows about transgender people. Pardon? I said there is. I, I don't know. Yeah, so there's shows about transgender people. There's movies that have transgender actors. And so I think that it's becoming more normalized in mainstream liberal, you know, uh, liberal whatever that, that means in, in Hollywood it's becoming more mainstream and so I think that that's definitely better but yeah. Um, but yeah when it comes to this specific people I if, if it's if they're only doing it just to have representation I'm against that because there's, there's they should be right. doing more there's more that they could right. do for the community than just showing representation but go on do you watch MMA not really I've okay. seen I've seen MMA fights before, but I generally don't watch it. Have you ever seen the way they kick each other's legs? Sometimes. Yeah. Do you know the guy Conor McGregor? I've heard of him. Okay, so he's like the Mike Tyson, like of MMA. Mm -hmm. And he recently got into a fight with some. Was well, maybe like two years ago, but the guy kept kicking him in his calf, mm -hmm. and his calf wound up getting really swollen, and so later on in. The, as the fight was progressing, Conor McGregor couldn't move around as easily. And so there was a position where he would have been able to like naturally just move out of the situation, but you could clearly see that he just didn't have, they call it like having the legs to where you can bounce around. And so he tries to move out of the way and the guy just hits him, just boom, right in the face and knocks him out. I feel like you've kicked my shins and my, my thighs a lot. And it hurts like hell whenever you do, you know? Well, it's someone... not my intention to cause harm. No, you know? no, I'm not saying it a bad way. And I don't know what specifically that was about, but I'm, I'm trying to help you actually yeah. with, with the things that you're coming to me with. A lot of the, th the problems that you say that you're having, the goal that you say you're having, I'm trying to give suggestions or ideas about how yeah. you could reach that goal in ways that maybe you haven't done by now. Maybe well, maybe ideas you haven't thought of before. I hope that's what I'm doing. I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you more than you know, you know. Even my 
I mean, you're the only person who's taken the time to write up a response to the conversation that we had, you know? I told how much I appreciate that you take the time and you even sent me that really cool video. But, you know, you take the of the like non-gender bathrooms. I think it was a really good idea. I told you that. But anyway, the point is you took the time to criticize where you thought I was wrong. And you've you have made another impact um, in you told me. And I was hoping that you would have said this, but you didn't say it because I had referred to biological women as women. And you were telling me that that could be like seen as discriminatory against a trans woman. And so that certainly was not the way that I was using it, you know? So you have even caught, helped me to change that. I mean, monkey for bananas, just so you know, how to correct me about 10 times in saying transsexual. He like it's transgender, Isaiah. It's trans. It's transgender. It's trans. And I'm like, dude, person. Sorry, not dude. They've transitioned. But I'm like, I'm trying. Like I'm trying. And well, transsexual is a thing too, but that may not have been what you were talking about. Yeah, but you know, even in the conversation, um, she told me that uh, that Gary Milne, uh, Darth Dawkins called uh, Arden of Eden a tranny. And I was like, I didn't know what that meant. Like, I literally did not know what that was like a, you know, like a, like an insult. And he's like, well, that's essentially like calling a transgender person the N-word. I'm like, I had no idea because I'm listening to it and it doesn't register in my mind. So, so Bryce, I, I will leave you before you get to this last one. I do want to tell you this. I may have told you this, but after living in South Korea for five years, I went back to America and I went to like this conference and this guy made a transgender joke when he said, like, he said, he, he said he saw a guy riding like a girl's bike. And then he goes, you know what? Whenever I was a kid, we used to have guys' bikes and girls' bikes. And then he goes, you know, whenever I was a kid, we used to have boys and girls. And like, everybody started laughing. And I'm like, I don't even know. I, I can't even get the joke. I'm like looking around. I'm like, where's this joke coming from? Because I was that ignorant to what was going on um, because I lived here in South Korea. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but you get I'll the joke be, now, right? Oh, absolutely. I don't find it funny, but okay. um, I don't find it funny to make someone who has, who might kill themselves, like to make jokes at their expense. Like, I don't find that funny. You know what I mean? Good. Um, I did say a joke, which he didn't exactly like about the, uh, porta potty one but i think i had the same kind of mentality that dave Chappelle had where it's like hey if you really like he made a transgender joke about his transgender friend and i and i can understand his mentality though i believe this i might be right in saying this is that if you want to be welcome to the fold and you want to be loved like everyone else like you just have to take a joke and you have to it's not in it's not because we're trying to hurt you or hate you but that's just a way, like, like, I'll tell you this, my, I told you this, my Muslim friend, I send him like Muslim jokes and during Ramadan, I was sending him all kinds of pictures of food every day uh, because I love him and I want him to know that I see so much further than the Islam, so much further than that. Uh, I love him. I was rooting for him, but it was like, a, it was just a little joke. You know what I mean? It wasn't so you mentioned, you mentioned Dave Chappelle. And in a very benign sense, because you basically said, I think I'm, you know, I was just being like Dave Chappelle. Is Dave Chappelle transphobic? Well, 
you and I would probably just describe what it means transphobic very differently. In my right. mind, let me rephrase the question. Mind. Do you think that people who are transgender, do you think that the transgender community as a whole considers him to be transphobic? I didn't see a special and I and I haven't heard everything. I can understand yes, but then I could also understand that what would be going through his mind, he has this person who is his, is his friend and he gives them an opportunity to get on a stage. So it's not intended to like, I'm gonna cut you guys down. The point is, is that um, if, if, if you're making jokes about whatever you call it, like, um, like do you know Lisa Lampanelli? Hold on, I don't want to get away from Dave Chappelle no. quite yet. Because okay, hold on. You, you said you but, didn't see the special, right? No, I didn't. I did. So I, I'm familiar with the story that he mm -hmm. told. I'm also familiar with all the other jokes he told leading up to the story and all the other jokes he had told in other specials before that story. So I'm just saying maybe the perspective I have on Dave Chappelle mm -hmm. might be different from yours. And if you're comparing yourself to him saying, look, I'm not that bad. I'm just like Dave Chappelle. Maybe that doesn't work with the trans community, you know? So yeah, go ahead yeah. now. Bring up. Uh, it's good. Finish. No, no, that, that was it. It was just, I have a perspective on Dave Chappelle that I've talked about on my show with uh, David C. Smalley, another comedian. Um, but, you know, I have thoughts about what Dave Chappelle said in the special, including that story he told and how far, how much weight it carries and juxtaposing that with everything else he said. And I think Dave Chappelle has some growing to do still. Um, I think Dave Chappelle even said that he still had some growing to do. Um, but Dave Chappelle may not view himself as transphobic because he has a transphobic friend. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump doesn't view himself as racist because he has a black, as he likes to say. He has he loves, black. He loves the blacks, you know. He says I have a um, black. So, you know, people, I'm not interested in how people judge themselves based on the people that they say that they have friends with or that they've helped or whatever. You know, I'm interested in the things that they say and the things that they do. And I think that the affected communities are entitled to judge them based on that. So, Bryce, this is the third conversation we have, and I don't want to keep beating dead horses, and I certainly don't want to be continue a victim of Ozzy's wrath on me. So this okay. is going to be the last talk that we have on this. Uh, I do want to say really to other discussions, not but yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. This is we've probably done this topic enough times to where maybe we can move on to some other. Things. Yeah. Well, the thing is though is the, the thing is just so you just so you know into my mind is that the problem is is that people try to solve every part of the issue in a single talk, and I simply don't believe that that's possible. I believe you can talk, have a cooling off period put some flags in the sand. You help me to reevaluate my position. I may be not peeing right now, but there's a little bit of drizzle that's coming out because I am trying, I am putting out the effort. And quite frankly, if I didn't care, I wouldn't be having these conversations with you. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I so. what was that? Me. I, I think so. You threw me off with the, with the peeing. But. I mean, I'm trying to pee. I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to be, to the level that you want me to be at or the, the, the place that Oz or any other person wants me to be at. Um, where do you want to be? Don't worry about where I want you to be. Where do you where want, do I to want to be? be? Yeah. I want to love every person the way that I love myself. I mean, I, I genuinely feel that. And I genuinely every person, feel every person you want to love. 
the way you love yourself? Is that realistic? Maybe it's not realistic, but I mean, people like Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un and Putin, I still pray for those people because I understand that they're under some kind of spiritual oppression. And so I may disagree with things that they do, but it doesn't mean like Matt Gates doesn't mean I hate these people. I want to love them to try to think if my life, I was like that person, how would I want someone else to view me and to, to, to care about my concern? That's my honest to God. If I didn't believe that way, Lord, please strike me down with the lightning bolt in this exact moment. And so it does hurt me that I have caused damage um, because I know that's not my intent. Um, but I try to have, and maybe this is the problem. I try to have the conversations as honestly and as vulnerable as humanly possible. Bryce, I've told you so many things on camera and off the camera that I really wish weren't true. I really wish a lot of this stuff was not true about myself. You know, I really wish I was a better father, a better husband, and a better Christian and a better human. Those are just realities of where I'm at. I don't meet up to everything that I'm striving for, you know? So I think, I, I mean, I, I think it's easier for me because all of my expectations about myself, one, are realistic and achievable. Doesn't mean I, I achieve all of them, but they're at mm -hmm. least achievable. And I mm -hmm. think you may have some unrealistic expectations of yourself that are not achievable. And if when you set that standard, then you never achieve them. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know what it means to be a perfect Christian or perfect, you know, uh, whatever. But I do know what it means to be to have morally consistent views. Right. Mm -hmm. My goal is not to love everybody. My goal is to only love good people and to get rid of the bad people because they're the problem for the good people. Right. So it's very clear and easy for me. Christianity might not allow you to do that because it has ideas about everybody being a sinner. You said that you didn't think sinning and evil was the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it has ideas about loving your enemies. And I don't have any of those ideas. Right. So for me, no, it's I very, it's very easy. I don't have these dilemmas. They don't keep me up at night because I'm very clear about the things that I support. And I'm very clear about the things that I'm against. And I'm not moderate on anything. I'm either yeah. progressive or conservative on specific things. There are, believe it or not, some issues that I'm conservative about. Not many. Uh, knocked me over with a feather. Well, I again, I do want to say one last final thank you. There is one last question, which actually it plays right into this. Uh, I will say that um, I feel like I, even Oz, you may think I dislike Oz. I still pray for Oz all the time. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I pray for, I don't have any ill will. I don't troll his channels or anything like that. And so... Uh, Do you think even that that's people, a complimentary statement to an atheist, telling them that you pray for them? Well, I'm regardless, just, I'm just curious. This, so regardless of what you think or not about that, the point is, is that I don't have ill intentions about wanting to see Oz hurt. I mean, I know he has insomnia. I suffered from insomnia. I heard he recently got divorced. I mean, I wouldn't wish any ill will or negativity towards him or anyone else in the atheist or you know, LGBT community, that's just the reality. But uh, so the last question I do want to give you is, is it necessary to love to also accept? And then also, since this is our last talk on this topic, mm -hmm. anything else you would like to say about this community or uh, any last thoughts, you can go off on five minutes if you want. I am going to remove myself again. 
and uh, maybe I'll let you go for about three or four minutes and I'll come back on. Do you want me to give you my answer while you're gone? Or do you want to hear my answer? Or do no, I'm going to be hearing you, but I, I want to, I want to give the stage to the Bryce is somewhat right. The, the Bryce is neutral. Okay. You have an op platform. Just say whatever you want right now. Um, I'm trying to respect you, give you the spotlight. So go ahead. Okay. Ready? So before I, before I get to the answer to the question, the question was, is it necessary to love to also accept? I'll get to that. The part of the five minutes I'm going to use addressing the last thing that you talked about. When you start talking, I asked you if, you know, if you think it's complimentary to say that you'll, you will pray for an atheist and you didn't answer that. The reason I asked the question is because most, most atheists perceive that as insulting because what you're actually saying is that there's something wrong with you that God can fix. And that's obviously something atheists don't accept. So it's okay. I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray for people if that's what your faith is, if that's what your belief is, but that's not something that you need to share with an atheist. It's not something that's going to ingratiate you to atheists because it's something that we don't really appreciate. You know, it, it's something we don't believe in. And it's you acknowledging that you think that there's a problem with us that a God can fix that hasn't fixed anything for us. So maybe just keep that to yourself if you want to be loving and respectful of atheists. Okay. With respect to the question, is it necessary to love to also accept? It depends on what you mean by accept. If by acceptance, you mean recognizing that there are things, um, that things are a certain way and admitting that this is the way that things are and, you know, that the acceptance of reality that, yeah, you, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to like it. Right. For example, I accept that there are rapists and murderers and racists and homophobic people and transphobic people in the world, but I don't love them. <laughs> so that's probably a difference between me and you. So yes, it is possible to, for me to accept certain realities, but not love people. Um, so I, but I'm not sure if that's what you're asking. If by acceptance, you mean having the same level of compassion or extending the same level of fairness, equality, equity, rights, and respect for your children, you know, irrespective of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Well, then, yes, loving means accepting. Accepting means loving. If, if you're talking about accepting in that way, then they go hand in hand. That's the demonstration of love. So it depends on your usage of accept. And that is my answer to that. I think that was all the questions. Um, I'm looking through the list to see if there's anything I missed. Okay, he's still not back. Hello to everyone in the chat, by the way, which I've been completely ignoring, but I don't mean to ignore everybody. I appreciate, uh, I recognize some of the names. Monkey for banana. Cool. Uh, any last thoughts before we wrap this up? Like a like a burrito? Uh, last thoughts? I, I mean, I guess it would just be, Advice. I'm happy to have a discussion on a different topic at some point yeah. in the future. Um, I think that, like you said, we've kind of, you know, beat a dead horse here. I don't know that there's that much more 
to discuss mm-hmm. about the LGBTQ community and especially about transgender issues mm-hmm. without a transgender person in the conversation because that's about the extent of my knowledge, right? So mm-hmm. hopefully you'll you will ruminate with that and hopefully I didn't upset you too much. No, I generally no. I generally like to uh, separate emotions from the the logical rational arguments that I'm making. Um, sometimes that's possible. Sometimes it's not. But you know, uh, maybe that would help. I think this is price. If you upset me, see, you already have the knife in your hand right here to uh, stab. <laughs> no, I mean that you may have you may have uh, saw that as like, and that I'm saying that as a negative thing. But it's like, well, no, now that you've told me, it's positive. I see that it's positive. But you didn't say for the first well, the first time right. you mentioned it. So. Rather than trying to knock me out in a single punch, you're kicking out my legs, my calves from underneath me. And uh, I would be lying to say that it's a—it's uh, not always, it's, it's, it is uncomfortable. It is hurtful to know that, it is hurtful to know that I've hurt people in the community. Um, but I am grateful that you've taken the time to have the conversations with me. My, my <laughs> last piece of advice uh, would be, you can't please everybody. So if you've set that for goal for yeah. yourself, that might oh, wow. be an unattainable goal. That might not be a realistic goal. So figure out which type of people you want to please, recognizing that you can't please everyone, and then push everyone else that you can't please to the side and only worry about the people <laughs> who you want to please. And that that's a reasonable, attainable goal that I think you can do. Maybe, maybe I need to be more like Bryce. Uh, maybe I need to be right more, but <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong. You're, you're, you're right more than me because it's in your name. So, but, uh, okay. Yeah. That being said, uh, I don't want to talk too much right now. So I'm just going to play the intro because what well, is mother's day. So I am still a bit emotional with that. You know, it's, I heard Bryce, I mean, Oz saying that he was celebrating his first Mother's Day uh, without a mom. So I definitely know how painful that can be. I could tell him if he listens to this, my he mom won't. died on my birthday 14 years ago and uh, April 13th. So I just celebrated 14 years and I still think about her every single day. Like there's never been a day that's, I've never not thought about her, you know? And it's gotten easier because I had a mental breakdown afterwards, but. Um, just allow yourself to feel the pain and allow yourself to feel the pain and don't think that you have to present this perfect image of yourself that's, um, you know, not vulnerable or, <sighs> sorry, that's my last thought. Um, that's yeah. already yeah. better. Everything that you just said there is better than I'll pray for you. Like that's something that an atheist would actually might be like oh okay this guy cares like this guy isn't a term you know what i mean so i'm just saying keep that in my mind i like what you did there i appreciate what you did do more of that and less of the i'll pray for you and then you'll probably get less resistance from the atheist community the only reason just just i i mean i, I will take your advice but the only reason why i mentioned that is because you might assume that i have some kind of ill will towards because i've mentioned some of the things that he's done because it is just so genuinely hurtful uh, I know he 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 thinks I hurt people in the community, but that is generally hurtful f- for me. I'm not just a screen name. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not just a 
YouTube channel. I have feelings. I have emotions. I have a daughter who I want to raise in a more empathetic and compassionate world. Uh, I don't want her to experience bigotry or hatred or anything like that. I don't want to teach that to her. And uh, I'm doing my best here, but I'm sorry if that's not always the best for you. As I can tell you, I'm trying, you know what I mean? If not just for me, for my daughter, I'm trying to be a better person for her. But anyway, I do want to leave you with this. If you could stick around for a quick minute, uh, Bryce Cerrone, uh, there we go. And uh, before one uh, last thing, I'm not gonna plug the channel. I'm just gonna say, this is Bryce right here. <laughs> this is the sinister Bryce right here. And uh, <laughs> you should have take the you should have put the the hat on, man. You look great, <laughs> Bryce. I, I, I'm I. It's total jealousy that I talk about your hair because the the good Lord took away all my hair. So uh, anyway, thanks again, Bryce, and um, leave you with this outro. And oh, man, and I'll probably be crying for the rest of the day today. So.